And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr., Trent Condon along the way here with you for the next hour talking University of Iowa sports. Mostly football. Almost all football. Pretty much all football. All football. It's all football all the time today. Pool or a pond? Pond would be good. for All football. All football. All football today. Hawks win the first game of the season right out of the shoot, 33-7 over um, Northern Illinois, a, a squad that a lot of people, if if, if you want to, you can poo-poo, oh, it's Northern Illinois. Or if you were paying attention before the season, a lot of people thought Northern Illinois was going to be pretty good. So this, it, depending on how you view this, this was a very good victory for uh, Iowa. Of course, a tough game coming up this week. The in-state battle with Iowa State, well, we think it's going to be a tough game. Who knows? We haven't seen them play other than what? 13 plays? 12 plays? 12 plays? 13. Yes, 13 plays is what they got in. Uh, they didn't even the kick off, did they? I was listening on the radio coming home. I don't think they were. Or did, did they get around to the kickoff after the touchdown? Uh, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. When it was over. So hard to tell what you're going to get out of Iowa State other than what people have predicted uh, from you know the preseason and, and with the guys coming back from next year. We'll get into all that. We'll get into all kinds of good stuff about what happened with Northern Illinois. Talk to Tom Cakert a little bit later on. Trent's going to leave us and go do some volleyball. So um, you know if things go completely awry here in the studio, that'll be our, our own fault. Of course, if you miss any portion of today's program, check us out at thehawkeyehuddle.com. That's thehawkeyehuddle.com. Podcast will be up. Early tomorrow morning, you can pick it up free of charge out there because that's the kind of guys that we are. It is. And if we don't find a sponsor, we're going to start charging 50 cents. Yeah, we need, we, we, <laughs> I'm kidding. We could use a couple more sponsors, just saying. Uh, best best deal in radio. No the, question. Uh, you and me fighting on the radio and you get to sponsor it. I mean, come on. What could be better? Right? There you go. Although I'm not sure if there's anything much to fight about from Saturday. I, I, I know... You're sitting there at halftime, and it's three to nothing, and you think, yeah. and I'm sweating, and it's hot, and profusely, right, profusely sweating, and and you're and, and you're thinking, okay, this this is boring, this kind of sucks, and then you're like, wait a minute, they haven't done anything, and and in in all honesty, Iowa has kind of shot itself in the foot a couple of times. I think they're pro- we're probably playing a little bit better than a lot of things show, and then, well, maybe in the second half, this isn't going to be your typical. Where Iowa comes out and struggles with the with the bad team, maybe maybe they will. Oh gosh, look what they did! They came out in the second half. They just played football and, and they lined up and very very uh, pointedly lined up a lot of three tight ends, a lot of two and two, and went right at Northern Illinois and wore down what was supposed to be the strength of Northern Illinois, which is their defensive line. Wore them down and ran for 150 some odd yards in the second half, and that's even minus getting a couple of uh, long runs called back on penalties. And they just look like a complete football team in that second half, which is what you would like to see, at least out of your first game. Well, no question. I mean, uh, Trent and I were talking before you got here, and if you think about the first half, there were really two key plays. And I think we all understand and know. What we saw out there, Noah Fant obviously dropping uh, a, a long a, touchdown uh, to open the game, right? Third yeah. play of the game, yeah. followed by a block punt. And then you thought, oh, good Lord, here we go. And uh, the Hawks' defense stiffened. They missed the field goal, got a little bit of momentum back. As the second quarter started rolling on, it looked like Iowa had a good drive going. Uh, IKM got down there to the four, and they called a phantom cut block. No, that was a hold. The cut block was whatever. The they the called a penalty, and then and they it, called it another bad, penalty. It's a bad one. Yeah. Um, 
and Kirk was scratching his head after the game. I did hear his comments post game as it related to at least two of those penalty calls. Iowa had four penalties on their tight ends, which is interesting. I guess if you're going to play a lot of tight ends, there's a better chance by which you could percentage wise, there's more of them that that you could have that. But that was interesting. But I thought some things I really liked. I thought 76 Dalton Ferguson played great. I thought he had a very very good game. Uh, I thought the kid Kallenberger from Bettendorf played an excellent game out there, and Levi Paulson. So the well, and Paulson ended up starting, which um, we no, he didn't. Ferguson yeah. and Kallenberger started. That is absolutely a hundred percent for sure. That's and not what I read. Well, I, I don't care what you read. Kallenberg I know what I, I know what there. I watched when I came out. When I came out there, okay, we have to go back and look. No, you can go to the tape. I, 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 they they, they but I, talked about it, but I yeah. can tell you, Paulson didn't start. Uh, Seventy six, and I was surprised. Uh, and Paulson came in soon a- right after. after the after the first series, uh, and they rotated them throughout the game. And regardless, I thought that the offensive line did a good job. They claimed that Sutton got one sack, and if IKM stays where he's supposed to, instead of running underneath the quarterback, causing a fumble, he caused his own. Right. Uh, we probably wouldn't have even had that. I do think that Nate Stanley was a little quick on the draw. I think in preparation for what he perceived might be pressure. I don't think there's any question that there were at least four drop passes in the first half, so his stats look worse than they are. I was surprised we didn't see Torn Young till the second half, and he was a huge key as far as sparking the offense uh, in the second half. Well, so that begs another question. You know, Kirk's above the board on most of this stuff, but uh, was that possibly one of those in-game suspensions like they had with uh, with Desmond King a couple of years ago where he doesn't play in the first half. They don't really talk. They happen to not talk about it this time around. Um, I, I I don't know. They, he was, they, they he was asked and he just said, said no. it, just said the flow of the game didn't allow for it, which I thought was interesting. But uh, nevertheless, I was pleasantly surprised with uh, Sargent and his effort. I mean, he's not going to run over anybody. I mean, but the first no, time Young got the yeah. ball, he bounced off two guys yeah. and takes it 35, 40 yards. And you're like, well, where's he been? Well, that's that's why I'm saying it was it was odd when you saw the fact that there weren't a lot of just wide open gaping holes to see. You might have thought, well, maybe a little more power. Well, yeah, first time he carried the ball, that that linebacker is probably still has a headache from from getting trucked by him on his way by. Number fifty seven from Northern Illinois was on the floor of the Kinnick Stadium at least three or four times. Whether it was head trauma, cramping. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was something. And, and that dude, like you said, I mean, Excedrin headache, headache number five for him yeah. uh, this weekend. But all in all, I mean, when you looked up there and at halftime, the yards were pretty much even. Yep. And by my count on the unofficial using the scoreboard thing, I had Northern Illinois for like two yards before the very last drive that they had in the second half. And by that time, it was 33-0, to zero, and the only question was, were you going to get the shutout? Um, Dad would love a shutout, <laughs> and, and that just didn't happen. But uh, if you just look at the score, when you WNL your season before, or before the season, you see a line that started at 13.5, ended up around 10, and a lot of angst and hand-wringing, and four of your best 
interior linemen on both the offensive and defensive and side. You win by twenty five. Don't, don't play, right? and you're yeah. ahead thirty three nothing. There's not a lot to complain about. North no. end zone's beautiful. I mean, it's when they get it done, it's going to be spectacular. We can't see. We can't see the water can't tower. See the water tower. Nor can I see the clock on the on the old. I mean, I, I've gotten used to checking whatever time of day it is if I wanted to know by turning to my right and looking and seeing the clock. And you can't see the water tower either from our from. We're our a watch, dude. Yeah, watch. It's an extra thing to bring with me to phone. lose. Phone. Phone. I got the phone. Yeah. Okay. But, How but can like, we improve phone service in Kinnick Stadium? Yeah, but Good lord! If you want to bitch. Uh, uh, I got ask no, for I, a Wi-Fi password from a media member. Well, there you go. I but, I perhaps um, so know one. I, I've got something I want to try because the guy next to me, one row back, was watching the end of the Penn State game on his phone as time. And I'm like, "How are you doing that?" He says, "I go to 3G." I said, "How do you?" He's like, "I have to show you, but I'm not going to do that right, right now." So somehow he turns off LTE and goes to 3G, and he gets a full signal. It's like using rabbit ears. <laughs> Sometimes you got to go old school. You get rabbit ears and some aluminum foil yeah, and your there son there to six, stand there with his arm up. There were six people with with aluminum foil standing off to each side of him. But no, but it, but no, it it is something. There's a couple of things that occurred to me the other day. That was one. Is is come on? I mean, I've been to Nebraska three times now in the last in the last five years. Well, Brett, you know there wifi. is there is no place like Nebraska. Yeah, there isn't. They have free Wi-Fi in the stadium, and it there's no reason there's no reason that with all the money that we're spending and that we're putting into the Iowa football program, there is no 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 reason that that can't be Kinnick Stadium. I have an idea. They start selling beer. Use the proceeds of the beer to put in Wi-Fi boosters all around. Bang. Second idea. Second idea. Feed mayonnaise to the tuna fish. When you catch them, you already have canned tuna fish. Salad? Well, that's a whole Shark Tank thing. We got to go. That's we got a whole different thing to go. There. Okay, well, let's, let's, I, let's idea three. number two is the scores of other games need to stay. They need to go back to where they were, which before was small. Now they are now put into probably one twentieth of the upper side of the one scoreboard. I literally could not see. I mean, I could make out that that's what it was with mm-hmm. my prescription sunglasses on that make it so that I can read and see. I could not it's, see the scores. It's I the Agate type number eight it, it that was, they use for the box scores in the bru- paper. That's just, I know that that's not a huge thing, but that's just brutally uh, ignorant of, of the fan game day atmosphere that we're going to sell more ads, we're going to put more ads up on the screen, and we're going to make the one, one of the things that people like to know what's happening elsewhere in college football. We're going to take that away from them because nobody really needs that. We need more Bergen Paulson. We need more of the Poncheros Burrito Lift. Well, there's we only one There's much, only one of those. Of corn. Uh, you know what as bad as the Burrito Lift is? When it, they try something new, what was the new thing they did on Saturday? It was the, at the end of a quarter. Oh, it was oh, the, the dance thing? The, the Iowa corn thing. Where oh, they put their face on it? They put a corn cob over people's face. I give me the burrito. Lip At least bring the burrito. Yeah, that's true. Time. That's true. Bring the burrito. Keep the burrito. Br- yes. Get rid of the corn. Thing. I had even commented yeah. that we hadn't had the Delta Dental. Yeah, where was the smile? smile the smile well, I think this maybe this is what replaced it. it oh, but no, it showed up late in the third corner. That's yeah. bad. Yes. Oh. Back, back oh, to the okay. drawing board, regardless for Iowa corn. Any, any, in any case, a few things can be tweaked because they need to be still, and definitely the the service is is cell service, but. That new end zone is something. It is going to make it much louder on that, certainly on that end of the stadium. But I, I mean, just when people, just when the fans were cheering at the beginning of the game, 
it was reverberating around in there in a different fashion that, I mean, I've sat, you and I have right. each had our seats for so many years that we know what it sounds like in there, and it sounded different, and it sounded louder, and it definitely was. Uh, it, it definitely looks fun. better. You're 103? I'm 103. He's 103. I'm 102, 102. 103. I'm 109. And he's, yeah. lo- he's low. So the other end. I, I can see the scoreboard a little bit easier yeah. from my spot, which is a yeah. good thing. <sighs> <laughs> and I know I'll be able to see the new one when it yes. goes up next year. Still, give me, yeah. get, you know, do a better job with that. I just don't understand why that's so difficult. They don't even keep up with it either. That's it. I mean, I can watch my – if your cell phone updates instantly, then you don't need it. how can that thing not – right. Or Right. So, And, you know, in the past, remember when they for a while went away from the stats in the big yeah, screen? Yeah, right. And then they went because of complaints. They went back to it. So right. Let's pass these complaints yeah, I, I, along. I think they do listen. They have listened at least in the past. Yeah. I like I like the stats up there. I, I mean, it, if nothing else, it does give you a perspective on on what's going on in the game. I mean, I'm I don't want to say that I'm a savant, but I can sit and have a sense of okay, how many yards we've mm-hmm. got and how many yards each person has, and those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, I still like to look up there and go, okay, we've at the end of the first half. Northern Illinois had like 148 in yardage, and we were like 160. And then I thought, okay, I bet we had take away the draw pass and three penalties that were 15 and a block punt, which I don't think goes against you yardage-wise, but nevertheless, field position-wise it does. And you take those things away, Suddenly, you're and all of a sudden, it's seventeen nothing at halftime, and, and you're yeah, on your way to yeah. scoring forty. And you had and you had two hundred and fifty yards probably at that point. Instead, right. yeah, I mean, yeah, it, at that point in time, even though it seemed a little bit, it seemed a little boring and it was passe. It was not the only the only worry I had was we're letting them hang around. Yeah, which we know has been a problem in the past, and you gotta like the way that they uh, that they exerted themselves in the second half. Buoyed by a number of sacks. We're going to talk about uh, the... Do they still have the Big Mac sack attack? Remember I, that when they were... I don't know. We can do the Big Macs. Talk about the sacks, um, the punting game, the kicking game, some good things to say there. Some of the other things that have happened with the personnel over this last week. All that coming up when we come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia dash From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place in downtown Des Moines. Ladies, don't miss our Friday night kickoff dinner, Women in Whiskey, featuring a five-course dinner, whiskey pairings, and great entertainment. Women in Whiskey proudly benefits our amazing sponsor, Susan G. Komen. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from Unmet Expectations... We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. 
Wright Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Wright Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Remember when you couldn't order a ride at the press of a button? Or get online without hearing this? Or get Domino's delivered to over 150,000 unexpected outdoor locations? Wait, what? Introducing Domino's Hotspots. You can finally get pizza delivered right to the beach, the quad, or the dog park. Not at home? Not a problem. Find a Domino's hotspot near you and get two medium, two-topping pizzas delivered for $5.99 each. Two item minimum handmade pan pizzas will be extra asked for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Restrictions apply. Visit Domino's.com for details on Domino's hotspots. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Hi, folks. Keith Kirkhoff from Templin Rye, inviting you to try our four- and six-year aged rye whiskey available at a great retailer near you. Templin Rye, a high-caliber spirit, was first made by my grandfather, Alphonse Kirkhoff, and his partners during Prohibition. In fact, there's another Alphonse who enjoyed Templin Rye, Alphonse Capone. Come visit us at our new distillery in Temple, Iowa to see where the good stuff is made. We are now open for tours. Check out TemplinRye.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram for tour times and details. Back in the hall, my hello, Dave Jr., Trent Condon. 
we were sitting here in the break talking a little bit about uh, about that. Uh, well, we I don't know that we saw the Raider package much last year, and certainly not the year before that because this is like the year before that when it, we kind of abandoned it after the it just it it worked for a, a couple of years and then it just kind of got you didn't have the guys get that could get home with it. But we saw it several times on Saturday. I know it worked for a sack at least once out of the five sacks Iowa had. Um, I think it was twice, and I think it was twice. And then they were dropping guys into coverage off of it. They were doing all kinds of stuff to really. It wasn't just literally. We don't know where guys are coming from. You just don't know who's coming at that point. Well, and I, even if they don't move around as much, and so they sort of stay in their zone. So you had Epines on the right, Parker Hesse next to him. Then you had uh, was it fifty seven? Golston, I think. Golston, Golston was there in the middle, and then. You had your uh, Anthony Nelson out there at the other end. And not only did Northern Illinois struggle to defend it, there was passes knocked down, quarterback sack for a fumble, uh, like you said, five sacks, um, and just mass hysteria, <laughs> disruption disruption of the, uh, of the game in that regard. Now, Iowa State will come at them and do more the snap the ball, catch, and pitch. So that may not be quite as effective. However, uh, I th- thought that the outside linebackers, um, both Kristen Welch and Neiman, young Neiman, both played great the yeah. other day. Well, Obviously, Imani Jones yeah. had some issues there in the middle. Uh, but when they brought in Hockaday, it's like all of a sudden everything calmed down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was watching it was about the fourth play of the game. Maybe this was the longest run that uh, Northern Illinois had. It was about fifteen, eighteen yard run right up the middle, and fifty two just went. He went in the wrong hole. Just went the wrong way. Went the wrong way. Read it wrong. Got caught in the wash, and then it was like, oh, dude. And then he was out wide. I was like, you're too wide. You're too wide. I've watched Josie Jewell do this for the last mm-hmm. three years. He's never that wide. Yeah. And a guy cut up right inside him. And then Phil Parker said, "That's enough." Yeah, Kirk said something about uh, that he was he was awfully amped up, and um, he reminded him of Drew Tate when he Drew hyperventilated on his first start. He said he was very amped up. Now Hockaday is going to start the game this week and play the majority of the game. At least that's what the way they're looking at it because he played so well the other day. But uh, that uh, number definitely. Jones is an athletic talent that they're going to want on the field, and they're going to want to see more of him. So they're going to find ways to work him in. So don't think that he's been given the hook uh, completely. He was amped up. He was out of position a couple of times, and a couple of times some other guys messed up, right? His biggest issue, I thought, once when you're that amped up, the problem is you start creeping. You start leaning and then you've leaned and, well, and, you're, you're, the, and you're leaning the wrong way. You're and, subject you're, to the cutback. You're right. in, and you're picking the wrong spot. It's and like those an kinds outfielder stepping forward when the ball is hit instead of taking a couple steps back and coming in. Right? But Neiman had a great play that was I don't remember if it was fourth down or third. That was fourth. Fourth down, like fourth and two, and he read it. Guy was standing right there, knocked him back for about a four yard loss. That was a, a very key play. There was nothing to complain about in the defense. I even thought the underrated player and I saw in in run support where he was supposed to be all day long, and then in the pass covering guys on the pass was was Gervas. Yeah, I mean he was considering you. He came in last year for an injured Brandon Snyder. He struggled at times and got better and better and better, and he didn't look the other day like 
at all the same player that started a lot. He was in position every time, and that's the key for those safeties. Well, right? and, they Imani, be in the right and Imani Hooker, man, I mean, that boy is a player. Right. Uh, read, the, read the quarterback perfectly on the interception, Some a couple good key tackles, like you said, and run support. And I agree with you on Jake. I thought he I thought he played very excellent. Do we have cornerbacks? Because I didn't even notice them on the field. I heard uh Hankins name once, I think, by the PA announcer, and I think Michael uh Ojemude. Not a lot of so if you think about what Northern did, they didn't run wide a lot, so you're not gonna get a lot of tackles by those guys in, in, in run support. And and when they were throwing, they were trying to work the middle of the field, right? Um, and they didn't get a lot of passes off, first of all, and second of all, they didn't they didn't have a lot of balls thrown at the at the corners. You're right; it was it was interesting the way that was working. There's out. no question that will change this week uh, it, with it, Iowa State and Hakeem will, Butler. If, and it will, but if you're Iowa State, where are you game planning to try to throw the football right now? Probably at the young linebackers, right? So it's still going to be the middle of the field that you're going to try to work. Well, if it was, but they'll spread it if out. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Butler? Burnham at least once last year, or if not twice, right down the middle. Yeah, uh, Snyder was, I believe, the culprit on both of those. Gervais, Gervais, it was Gervais. Okay, yeah. uh, but he had just been thrown into the game, I think, uh, at that point, and so that they're going to have to key on him. Uh, obviously, you know some of the other guys that Iowa State has. This Deshante Jones, he's a good player, um, and they haven't. Why do I think Landon Akers is over Mike Matthew Eaton? Maybe I just heard that on the radio. They're both playing, and they they really split up the reps. You mentioned Deshante Jones, who had the touchdown in the game that right. was played. Milton's a young guy I know they're really excited about. Probably could have played last year as a true freshman. They'll play pretty much all those receivers outside of Butler, basically 50-50 reps. Okay. So you'll see them all splitting in. So there's five guys really you have to be worried about. Well, so there's two ways Iowa State goes about this. They try to get the ball out quick, right? But in that case, that's where you keep guys in front of you, make tackles, and you're bend but don't break. Or if they want to go deep, which they were able to do a couple times, like you say, last year, the difference there is you're dealing with this defensive line for Iowa, which is ostensibly better. Well, right? you know, question. From a pass rush standpoint, this is a better pass rush defense. So if Iowa State's offensive line is, uh, is good enough to handle that, more power to them, they'll be able to go over the top. I'm less worried about a deep ball to Hakeem Butler this year because I don't think they're going to have a lot of time to throw. I think if Iowa State beats Iowa in the passing game, it's going to be with the quick stuff and, and, and some a missed slants tackle and or missed tackles here and there. Uh, and the linebackers, maybe the young Iowa linebackers, keying in the wrong spots, and that's what they're going to have to hope for. Now, could be wrong, but well, that's where I'm reading. That. The other one big key to this football game, at least for Iowa on defense, is they have to tackle. They have to tackle Montgomery because even last year, Josie Jewell was in a great position. At least one play, I think it was one he scored on, and hit him at about the five, got trucked, and Montgomery went in and scored. He led, didn't he lead the country in broken tackles last year or something to that effect? I was going to have to hats to the football in this one. So if the defensive line, if they try to run inside, those defensive linemen need to be able to be a part of the tackle. Um, and then conversely, when they go outside, you got to you have to wrap them up and try not to bounce off because he's good. I mean, Montgomery's a very good player, likely to leave after this year and head to the NFL. So. Um, I don't think Iowa State's had a running back do that since uh, Troy Davis. 
Did, if I'm not did mistaken. He, did he stay in the NFL? Well, you had to pass that. Uh, he didn't, though. MCAT thing. <laughs> um, one other thing that where Iowa gained uh, gained a lot of strength the other day, and it could loom large in this game, and it, as it will in many, is the punting game, the kicking game. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- if it needs to be a rugby punt, and you're going to get 60 yards out of it, so be it. But uh, Colton Rastetter, when he got him got himself righted the other day after that block punt, which was not his fault, by the way, but he just tried to straight up punt it. So let's go ahead and we'll go to the rugby. Once he did that, uh, that's changing field position, which is he... where Iowa, over the years when they've had good teams, have been able to flip the field. And when they've had bad teams, like last year, it wasn't a bad team, but you certainly lost a lot of yardage, So many, in, including this, this game against Iowa State. How many 80-yard drives did they have against Iowa State last year? It was... Something ridiculous. It, where like four I, or five. Four or five of them. And theoretically, Iowa is going to be in better shape if they can flip the field a little bit and they don't have to quite go 80 yards every time and they can keep Iowa State pinned down there. So that will be an important part of this, and it was great to see that this week, as well as uh, Kyle Gronenweg actually catching punts and taking them back and not losing the yardage. Some, somebody us. estimated he saved him 75 yards by catching punts just the other day. That's That's a lot. And, by, and it might be an exaggeration, but at the very least, there there were no times where the ball hit the ground and rolled the other way, right? You just never had that. He either fair caught it or he got it, and he started moving up. Actually, field. a couple times I'm like, I think, dude, you better fair yeah. catch this, and, and he, he got it and made that little urt move and got yeah. eight or nine yards. That's a big deal. So, so I run backwards like Tim Dwight. That's fun to see. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. When we come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Once again, heavy rain is expected overnight with a few strong to severe storms. Flash flooding is also a concern with a low near 69. Wednesday will start off cloudy with scattered showers and storms, then we dry out a little bit more for the afternoon and a high near 75. I'm Local 5, meteorologist Brandon Lawrence. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Urbandale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Urbandale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Urbandale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. 
Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. Did you know that a well-insulated garage door can keep your garage warmer in the winter? At Advanced Door Systems of Ankeny, we can help you find the garage door that not only has a high R value, but looks great also. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about garage door options and styles available from Rainer and CHI. Then contact us for a free quote. Advanced Door Systems, the right door, the right way. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere every team every sport every flag almost buy online and get free shipping heartlandflags.com vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day if you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle go to completeautowraps.com complete auto wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at completeautowraps.com. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37. 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give them a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Crane Jr. Here in Des Moines, 
not forget to uh, thank our great sponsors, Kozlowski Law. I saw the big man the other night. Good to see him. Good to see him. I saw him a couple times last week even. So I'm uh, out and about on Tuesday night after the show, and then uh, saw him over at your at your house the other day. So. And then, uh, of course, Templeton Rye. Glad to have them aboard again. Absolutely. The good stuff. Uh, well, we can I only uh, talk so much about how much good stuff you have here right. and there, right? So there's only so much you can do with that. Um, hey, feel free to tweet at us, but, at Hawkeye Huddle, at yes. Hawkeye Huddle 2. We're uh, we're still checking out uh, Tom Caker of Hawkeye Report, so we'll see if we get him Everding. here a little bit. Everding. Oh, he's, he's calling us back. Excellent. He never forgets. Right? Oh, no. Never forgets. He's an elephant. Never forgets. You got him? Good afternoon, Tom. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Appreciate you hopping on. I think I had my ringer off. Did you? He had your ringer off. Because I because I, I turned it off when I was at Kirk's thing, and I don't, at press conference, and I don't think uh, uh, I turned it back on. So yeah. I apologize. Right. I'm sitting at a soccer game, so. Uh-oh. Well, it rains on I its did. way, so hope you get your game in. It's, it's bright and sunny here right now, so good. So uh, what's the fine if your phone goes off in the press conference? <laughs> it, it, that happened today to Scott Dockerman, actually. His, his uh, ringer went off, and it's like the, the old NFL theme. So oh. it went off in the middle of Kirk's press. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> you know, back in the days before cell phones um, at Hayden's press conferences, back when I was in school, you were quiet unless called upon. And, and there was there was admonishment if you made a little too much noise or had a little bit too much background noise. I, I, Hayden probably would not have put up with cell phones ringing. He would have been Hayden. Hayden probably would have been the guy that the the coach that says, "Give me your phone," yes. and then starts talking to whoever was on. Th- that's what he would have done. He would have been. I, I'm not, he would have. He would have done something to make sure you were. You, Didn't Urban Meyer do that last year? Did he? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Somebody did that last year. Yeah. Well, Tom, uh, tons of things to observe and look at from this last weekend, but but uh, just uh, what what was the thing that you found most interesting, uh, maybe most surprising about uh, this game last week with Northern Illinois? That Iowa didn't play particularly well, and they played very very vanilla, and we were all led to believe, and it still may be true, end up being true, that Northern Illinois was one of the best teams in the MAC. And Iowa still throttled them, pretty much shut them out. I mean, other than a garbage time touchdown. That's kind of my takeaway: is either Iowa's a lot better than we thought they were, and they did it and did it in a very vanilla fashion, or Northern Illinois really is the, one of the best teams in the MAC. Right, right. And certainly uh, Mr. Sutton got his uh, hat handed to him a, a few times. He did disrupt one play, but frankly, as I said earlier, I felt like that was a breakdown by the running back who went the wrong way and missed him on the backside there. But whatever. Uh, Iowa started running the ball right at him, and he couldn't handle that. He couldn't hand the, handle the power at him, and uh, that was fun to watch. Yeah, he's just uh, really not that not that big. And I think people don't realize that, that he's just not that big. And they were able to kind of run at him, and it neutralizes his quickness in a lot of ways because you just put a big body on him and push him around. 
Iowa gets uh, four players back, four important players back this week uh, as they take on Iowa State. And, Tom, I I think one of the more interesting uh, comments today, um, as people um, look and see that Iowa State's suspended players from last week had to uh, miss a total of 13 plays, and they were in the stadium for the game, um, Kirk kind of led on that what happens with his suspended players they're not even in the stadium. They're off doing community service. An interesting uh, dichotomy, not only with Iowa State, and uh, but also some of the other schools around the country who you know might be a little bit more, I don't know, lenient with guys who are missing time. Uh, Kirk doesn't even let them near the program on on game day. Yeah, he doesn't. If you're suspended, you're not you're not there that day, and made them go out and do community service. What I'm going to be curious about, and, I, and I'm not going to get too exercised about Iowa State playing just a couple plays and essentially having the game canceled and then uh, bringing those guys back this week. But if they schedule an extra game, which is possible that they may do that, uh, but if they schedule an extra game, then were those guys really ever suspended for a game? That's the question you have to ask. Well, I I suspect that they could suspend them for the 12th game. It'll have to be against, like like you suggested, you know, maybe Nebraska-Omaha or somebody like that. I mean, I don't right. know if they're going to play that what if, what, if they, you know, what if they do the dream scenario of Nebraska and Iowa right. State playing right. somewhere and Iowa State is 5-6? and six, Are they going to suspend those guys? Of course not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, absolutely we're, gonna not. For, we're going to have forgotten that they were suspended in the first place by that time. Well, yeah. um, we'll see whether either school reschedules that. I think that was an interesting scenario. The, the part that I didn't get about that, and I don't want to get too far off in tangents, the part that I don't get about that is schools down south prepare for hurricanes and have contingency plans and reschedule games all the time. I mean, it happens every year that a hurricane comes along like the one that's bearing down on the on the Gulf Coast right now, right? And it has yeah. an effect. And so how here in the Midwest where we do get rain and snow and all kinds of weather issues – how we cannot have a contingency, let let alone on Labor Day weekend, when people could just literally get up and play the next morning. How they could cancel those games is is confusing to me. Um, it's hotels. It, it, yeah. it, it's hotel rooms is all it is. It's hotel rooms that they can't house all those guys, and the coaches won't farm them out to three or four different hotels to cover everything. So that's that's really what it is. It's coaches not refusing to farm their kids out. That's interesting. You, you, what you do is you take the freshman, you get them out of the freshman dorm, you put them into the into the gymnasium, like in <laughs> in, in the Revenge of the Nerds, and you let the, you let the the football players have it for a weekend. That's all you do. It's it's pretty simple. I, I it's still either either way. Um, we'll have to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And it's a great point about whether those players were ever suspended. All right, as we move forward, though, Tom. Um, an Iowa State team coming in now. Here's here's an interesting uh, question. Does Iowa State have a little more pressure on it than it normally does in this football game coming up this week, considering there's there's actual expectations of Cyclone fans of this squad, where normally they're coming into this game the decided underdog, either maybe not even by points, but just in the fact that they that they kind of still get that little brother mentality. But this this year, their fans fully expect them to go in and and take this one in Iowa City. Yeah, it's. There's a lot of expectations for Iowa State, and you know if Iowa goes out there and does a number on them, uh, boy, the deflation for Iowa State would be pretty uh, pretty high. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Iowa State's pretty good. It's going to be a very competitive game, uh, especially in Kinnick. 
Um, I the thing I'm just curious about, and put this old test, this old uh, adage to test. They say that teams make their, you know, and this is old coaches saying this that make your greatest improvement between week one and week two. If that is true, then um, Iowa State doesn't have that chance to make that level of improvement because they didn't play. Right. And um, they don't have that film to go on. Now, on the other end, Iowa doesn't know what Iowa State's like this year because they don't have film on them this year other than, what, like 10 snaps or something right. that they played in that game. But don't, uh, And you can't learn anything from that. But don't you think that, I mean, from a – tendency standpoint and where guys are likely to line up and even even out of those 12 plays you can get a better sense of of you know where where um hockey yeah. butler's going to be in the in those other guys going to be in the slot and those kinds of things and you know what montgomery's going to bring you and on the from the defensive st- side of the ball okay yeah so they're playing the three three five or whatever the name of their defense is um and it's sure it's different, but as Norm Parker once said about the, uh, it's just an option, it's just an option offense. Yeah. There's they got eleven guys out there. Brian's got to figure out well, how to block them. Well, I think that, I think that's the, I think Tom's point is the excellent one here. It's it's it, I don't I think it's less about whether Iowa can figure out what Iowa State's doing. I think it's more about <clears throat> Iowa State is is still breaking in some guys who may be more talented, but their their line needs to come together. They need to play together. And then <clears throat> we saw it the other day for the Iowa line. They got better and better as the game wore on, and they didn't get that game experience. So they're going to be in their first game against real talent and, and and against, in this case, their offensive line against a pretty salty defensive line for Iowa that has all kinds of options, Tom. And I, I, want, I want to say that this is, this is uh, it's, I'm not going to say it's the most talented defensive line. We've had a lot of talented defensive lines. But it might be the one that has the most options as far as what it wants to do in any given game, as as far as I can remember, because of you have so many different types of players who can contribute. It's the depth of the line, I think. That's you know, I always had situations where they've had five or six guys that they could really go to on the defensive line. I don't think they've ever had where it's eight, and you just don't see a whole. I mean, you see some drop off, but it's just eight guys that you could throw out there and feel really confident about. And they're getting two of those guys back with Golston this weekend. And yeah, keep an eye on uh, Brady Reef, maybe jumping in that, that Raider package. I think was interesting what, what Phil Parker did where he moved Hesse and Golston uh, down to tackle and had Anthony Nelson and Epinesa at end. I wouldn't be surprised to see Brady Reef in there for Golston on uh, Saturday. Brady's really, really good at, uh, finding the gaps and getting in there uh, after the quarterback. So um, just keep an eye on that. But, I, yeah, I, I think that's maybe the biggest thing. Now, we, ha- we do have to remember that Iowa's two tackles on the offensive side did not play either. So um, they're, those guys will be getting their first game experience of the year. It's just totally different playing a game versus just playing practice, doing practice. I mean, the, the tempo, everything is way different than – um, than it is uh, in a in a practice situation. I think I no- I noticed last night watching Virginia Tech in that first half and the pace with which they were going. Florida State was not ready for it and couldn't keep up with it. And and yeah. so I think you're you're exactly right on that, Tom. Yeah, tempo tempo for Iowa is just so important. And and if they can establish the ground game, it's I think they're going to be okay. But it's just 
uh, establishing that. And boy, that was, you know, let's be honest, that was about uh, as vanilla as vanilla comes from Iowa on an offensive perspective. They just didn't do <laughs> they mean five a whole days. lot. That was that was that was tapioca pudding. I mean, it just had no flavor to it. Uh, and you got to you got to think that Brian's got some things ready to go. Uh, especially for Iowa State, uh, no matter what anybody will ever tell you, this is the one game on the schedule that Brian Ferentz loves to win. He loves to win this game. Oddly enough, the the, the thing I thought was interesting, even in the three uh, three to nothing at halftime, as plain vanilla as that was and boring as that was, the the fans were okay with it this week. I don't know if it's just because you exerted your will and just went ahead and like say throttled them or what, but the fans were okay with it. Hey Tom, we're gonna have to run here pretty quick. So um, uh, thoughts? W- w- it sounds like you feel pretty good about this one, but that's gonna be a, a good tight game. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a tight game. I would. Uh, I don't know that it'll be a shootout like last year, especially you know you're seeing some of the reports that that that, that hurricane is gonna be floating up in our area, and it could be a soggy day at Kinnick Stadium. I'll have my so, emergency uh, poncho. I, I yeah. Uh, get your rain gear organized early this week, just in case. Uh, but I could see, you know, something like a twenty-four, twenty-one type game. I'll take it as long as we're we have twenty-four. As long as there's a W on the Iowa, and as long as we don't have to see the Iowa State coach crying because he's so proud. Again, I don't think Matt Campbell's a crier. He's not a crier. Hey, thanks, Tom. We'll catch you next week. Okay. Okay. Take care, guys. Right. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Um, yeah, and I, I, I still, if I have to, if I, I, if I had to hear the man cry one more time, anyway, um, you're right. Matt Campbell is not. Hey, the wave guy. gets me a little misty. Yeah, that's true. I love the fact that uh, you know the opposing teams are getting into that and, and enjoying that as well. It's, it's and the officials nice, and if everybody getting it just is kind of a fun. It's just going to be a fun thing. Now, I will say this. The pregame, the if you noticed, we add a little something to the pregame, yes. a little pomp and circumstance every year to where now it is a full twenty minutes long, and we now we're adding now we add the fight for Iowa video, and we've added that to the to the to the uh, Niall Kinnick video, and we've well, added is that the to fight, coming is, in. Is the and, fight for Iowa video just game one, or is that they did it every game last year? They did the Mike Daniels one, and they did it every game last year. And I was I thought it would just be the first one, but they didn't. They added it to the to the repertoire. Why why, why do we have to have the uh, other teams uh, play their fight song? Uh, that's just out of respect, man. That's old school. Okay, that's what we do. We do the, We do what we do uh, on Iowa. Then we do the other team song, and yeah. then we salute Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes with the Iowa fight song. And then on the way off the field, yes, they, what does the band play? They oh. play "Roll Along Iowa." And if you don't know the words, learn them. Sit so by Ridge. Sing He'll you sing them too. Right. Sing, sing along with them. All right. Um, it's time for our Temple to Ride last call. How close are we? You I don't know. It's five fifty-two and seventeen. So I'm okay. going to say. Three minutes at most. We're waiting for music. I don't know if they're three minutes at most. Brought to you by Templeton Ride, the good stuff. Al Capone's uh, choice, by the way, back in the day. Who went first last week? You did. And uh, what did you say? We both had victories. I I had had 31-13. Did you really? Yeah. Well, that was pretty pretty fortuitous of you. It certainly was. I think I had a little closer game than that. You did. I I did. But... You had like twenty seven, twenty eight, seventeen, or something I like did. that. I did. We both had them beating the number pretty easily. Um, this one is Iowa four. Is that right? Three something and a half. like three and a half or four. All right. Well, they're going to beat that. Okay. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Hawks uh, and, and the points this week. Um, I gosh, 
I'm just I'm not yet a believer in Iowa State, so this is my problem. I I didn't see I didn't see enough of their other players. They lost guys last year that I thought were really important to the, to their success. I feel like there's an arrogance about them right now, and that could be a good or a bad thing. I think if Iowa gets off to a good start in this game, um, and which I think they will, um, I think that this is a good game, but not it's not a tight game. I, I'm 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 taking the Hawks 31 to 14. Well, I'm with you. I believe Iowa wins this football game, and I I have it more like tw- I'm going to say 28 20. Um, I think the defense is going to going to improve even more so with those two guys back. I love the offensive line, and our wide receivers are going to catch some passes this week and make some big plays. Yeah, I think it'll be a different offensive week for Iowa this week, and yet it'll still be an impressive one. And I think uh, we get both Torn Young and IKM close to 80 yards. I'll take that. I'll take that. Hey, how about we uh, talk about a victory next week? Let's Sound hope good? so. Yep. All right. Thanks to Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com for joining us today. Of course, Trent Condon. For Dave Creighton Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, this is Keith Kirkhoff from Temple and Rye, inviting you to try our four and six year aged rye whiskey available at a great retailer near you. Temple and Rye, a high caliber spirit, was first made by my grandfather Alphonse Kirkhoff and his partners during Prohibition. In fact, there's another Alphonse who enjoyed Temple and Rye, Alphonse Capone. Come visit us this summer at our new distillery in Temple, Iowa to see where the good stuff is made. Find out more at templinrye.com or visit us on Facebook and Instagram. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. 
It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at Champions Recovery I'm the neighbor that drives a Kubota. I scout, venture off the beaten path, tow, haul, fuel my passion to be part of a bigger picture. This is why I do it. Kubota. Right now, get a Kubota RTV and take advantage of low-rate, long-term financing. Your local dealers are Capital City Kubota in Des Moines and Sundown Equipment, located just south of Des Moines in Bevington. I'm so happy. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only, for the people, credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and pump it and drive home a nicer, newer car today for just 10 bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just 10 bucks down. This is for a limited time, so get in here and score before the clock runs out. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at approvedbyjoe.com, approvedbyjoe.com, www.approvedbyjoe.com. Some minimum requirements.